What's up, everybody? Welcome to Aftercast, episode number 56. My name is Josh Toll, and I am joined by my good friend, Brett Roberts. Yo, yo, yo. And our AI companion, HBot, as always. Um... Brett, What's hello. Up? Hello. What's going we on? Ha- uh, Facebook is bad, <laughs> which is why we were delayed slightly. Yeah, we tried going live on Facebook again, like we did for the Game Awards, and quite honestly, that shit sucks. So, uh... Yeah, it's really not user friendly, um, but we'll figure it out eventually. Yep. Uh, I don't know why I just thought about this now, but I'm an admin of it. I should have just hard linked in to the Matrix. But whatever. Yes. Who cares? How are you? How am I? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm. You, know, <laughs> you were so chilling. you were so surprised that I asked you that. I, I didn't know if you were talking to us or me or the viewer. Or... Yes. I'm doing good, man. I uh, I'm recovering from the COVID vaccine. The booster shot wiped me out for a couple of days, but I'm happy that I have it in my system. I recommend that if you haven't gotten your COVID vaccination, you go and get that. Um, you know, keep everybody safe, especially in time for the holidays. But right. uh, yeah, I'm big pimping, dude. I'm doing all right. Big, I'm doing good. Pimping. How about yourself? How are you? Um, I'm doing well. I'm a little tired mm. right now. Um rolled right from work into this i had a busy day especially as we're trying to round out the year but uh i'm good we were off last week um uh, we did the game awards two weeks ago and this will kind of be our de facto i guess wrap up of the game awards uh, which is kind of nice though because we've had time to sit on it you know a little bit like you know we're we're not as uh oh my god, this was awesome, or this sucked now. So we'll have a hopefully a little bit of a deeper conversation about that. Which, speaking of, uh, do a little quick topic rundown for everybody. Yes. Uh, we have the Abysmal Chronicles, and boy, do we have some abysmal things in the Abysmal Chronicles today. Uh, abysmal Chronicles are just our quick news roundup uh, of shit. I realized I didn't put any video game releases in there either right now. Um, so video games are coming out. Um Actually, maybe there's not the rest of this year. This might be the last podcast of the year. It might be, yeah. No, but no, the next thing, next thing is Arceus, I think, next year. Anyway, uh, main topics: we're gonna do our game awards wrap up, go through some of the winners, um, at least for the bigger, bigger things or the ones that were more impactful. Then we have the announcements um, as well, all of the game and TV and other announcements that we're gonna go through. Our second main topic is gonna be that Tencent is acquiring. Charter Rock Studios, the developer of Back for Blood. Um, we have some thoughts about Tencent. Um, and then we have Indie Intel, as always. Uh, we're actually going to be playing something today that Brett's bringing to the table called Veinless Property um, by Tenkaio. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right or not, but it was a game jam game, right? Yeah, I actually found out about it through TikTok. I found ah. out a couple people on TikTok were playing it. And I thought it looked really, really cool. So we're going to be playing that. It's got a really unique art style. It's, it's you know, quite spooky, if I do say so myself. Is it? And I think that... You've played uh, this? Yeah, it's really short. It's really quick. It's like 10 minutes, right. you know, at the most. Depending on how, like, cautious you are as you walk around. Um, but yeah. Balls to the wall. Yeah, it's fun. It's cool. So we'll be playing that as well. Yeah. Uh, but without further ado, Brett, why don't we go ahead and hop into uh, media consumption update. Yeah, let's talk about what we've been playing, what we've been watching. Uh, I'll yep. start off. Please. So, you know, obviously the big movie that just released in theaters was Spider-Man No Way Home. Right. Uh, you and I and all of our good friends went and saw it. And I'll tell you what, it was really, really amazing. 
Uh, we'll keep it spoiler free, but um, I'm surprised to see it doing so well review wise, because although it's a great movie, I don't think it's a great film and it's mm-hmm. a hard concept to grasp for a lot of normies. Uh, if I do, you know, have to, if I have to put a, a category on that audience, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised to seeing it do so well in terms of reviews, but it is a great movie and I really did like the things they did in it and I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'll let you delve into it a little bit if you want to share your thoughts. But what I want to talk about is before I saw that, I actually watched the amazing Spider-Man. Now, mm. again, this is spoiler free. I don't want to spoil no way home, but I, there were some rumors that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire could be in the film. So just to prepper, prep, p- prepare myself, I watched The Amazing Spider-Man again. Uh, that's the one I haven't seen in the longest time, I think. And quite honestly, dude, Andrew Garfield uh, is phenomenal. And that movie is great, actually, even though it was my least favorite. Uh, and my thoughts on The Amazing Spider-Man 2 still hold up. Uh, now, after watching No Way Home... Um, yes. So anyway, I also wrapped up a movie. I started watching a couple weeks ago called I am a hero, which is a, Mm. I think it's a Japanese movie. Mm -hmm. It's based on a manga called I am a hero. It's a zombie comedy horror. Uh, it's really good. I liked it a lot. There's definitely going to be more. It did really, really well when it came out and the manga is like highly regarded. Uh, so there's that. Do you want to talk about your movies and we'll go down in order like that? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I also watched Spider-Man. Um, I liked it a lot. My biggest issue or question comes from uh, the first post scene, post post first post credit yeah. scene. Um, and then I also mentioned to you, I think the end of the movie is great, but I don't like it. And it's not because it's bad. It's because it gives me agita. Um I want to mention that because I kind of talked to you about this, but I have had time to think about it more and I don't want to spoil anything, but essentially what they've done with the ending of no way home, Josh, is they have now, you know, basically like Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man trilogy, Spider-Man one was the origin, right? Right. And then in the amazing Spider-Man seek the, the, the two of them, amazing Spider-Man one is like the origin story, right? Right. How they're doing it in the MCU is, uh, no Way Home, Far From Home, and Homecoming, all three of those films are the origin story, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And now we're finally going to get the the continuation of that. The so I see why you're upset, but well, and it's, he is now Spider-Man. Well, yeah, yeah, truly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, not even upset. I'm just anxious because I want him to be with MJ, right? Like, I want, I want, I want, what's his name? Oh. Ned. Ned. I want him to be with Ned. Um as you know, as his friend. But I will tell you what I am excited about. I'm excited about the fact that no more help. This is kind of getting into spoiler territory now a little bit. Well, skip ahead a few minutes. I'm gonna try not to, but it's kinda hard. But he potentially is gonna have no more help from the Avengers and all of his Avenger friends, which is cool because he gets to be Spider-Man himself then. But also, something I've been thinking about a lot, and I want to rewatch the movie, but they mention it a few times. If they stick with this, and there's no fuckery as far as re un- undoing what happened at the end, right? I think it would be really cool if Ned becomes Hobgoblin. 
Yeah, that's what a lot of people think. That yeah. would be so fucking slick, dude. Because they he has magical powers. They, no spoilers. He, he has magical powers, right? They hinted it not once, not twice, but I think three times they talk about it in the movie, yeah. and then they make they make that conversation when him and Toby and, and... none of that happened. <laughs> You're just so so sorry. When they're all together and he, they say it, and then he they spend such a long time on that we moment. Stop while we're ahead. Yes. I know. They... <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you mean. I'm so sorry think... if we fucked it for somebody. There's it's... a lot. There is a lot of potential for things like that. Um, one thing I will mention though, Josh, is that a little catch that someone made that I read is that when the thing happens, it's everyone in the world. Not everyone in the universe. So there are currently people that are off world right now. They were they affected? So so um, Nick Fury isn't on planet. So does he still know? Which they mentioned so. in the movie. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. And there's other characters like Thor and the Guardians, and you know, right? Captain Marvel. And, so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What else? Uh, um, I watched Escape Room. Hmm. Um. Hmm. That's a hard one. It is entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and I really didn't need them to try as hard as they did. Mm-hmm. To put a narrative in there. Could have just fun. been so stupid and fun. Yeah. Like, literally, just take me from room to room of abysmality. That's all I needed. Don't tell me about any of the characters, any of their backstories. Just slasher style. Let's go. Right. Uh, so that was okay. Um, it was fun. I watched uh, The Green Knight again. Saw it in theaters. Came back. Uh, that movie's awesome. It is a Christmas movie, so if you're into high fantasy horror, uh, weird fairy tale, folk tale stuff, check that out. Twenty four shit. Yeah, uh, it's by David Lowry, uh, who's a great director. Um, I saw West Side Story, the new Spielberg nice. West Side Story, uh, which is very good. So if you like West Side Story or musicals. Or even if you don't traditionally like West Side Story, um, check it out. Because I'm not a huge West Side Story fan, and this movie is slick. Uh, I think I gave it four and a half stars on Letterboxd, actually. So wow. if that tells you anything. Um, and then I also rewatched Clue, which is an 80s whodunit movie based off of the board game. That's correct. Uh, this movie slaps. Tim Curry. He's uh, great. If you haven't seen this movie... Don't judge it because it's based off of Clue of the Board game. It is. It it's one of my favorite movies of all time. So, just leave it at that. Awesome. Uh, let's jump ahead to TV shows. I know we have games as well, but I want to end on games. Um, so, TV and anime. I watched. I finished Star Wars Visions. Hmm. Uh, there was like three of them that I never finished, so I went back and watched them. That show slaps. Mm-hmm. Um, they should take some of those stories and develop them into, mm. you know, full feature lengths. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I, I know you I know you didn't care for it as much, but the one with the brother and the sister, mm-hmm. uh, that one slaps so fucking hard and the anime style is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the elder was really fucking mm. good. Um, they are they are adapting the duel into a novel. OK, um, a comic series. Sorry. The what's the one with the bunny lop and lop and hop and schmop and schmoop? Yeah, that one was actually surprisingly good. I didn't think I was gonna like that one, and yeah. it ended up being really good. Yeah, there's none of them that I'm like, I didn't like this. Um, yeah, 
and one Even that the Astro Boy one was like pretty decent. Yeah, I agree. It was it was cool. Uh, one of my favorite ones, which I know is actually a lot of people's maybe least favorite one, is the one with the band. I like um, that one. I really like that one a lot, and I like just has such Saturday morning cartoon vibes to me. Yeah. Um, I would love if they made that into like just a non-serious like show for Disney Plus. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I just really liked it a lot. I think that's why that one stood out so much, actually, is because of it, it being a lot less serious than the others. Mm -hmm. uh, it really, you know, helped in that regard. Yeah. So, but yeah, cool. I, I loved it. It was fantastic. Um, and then I, I've been watching Detroiters. So we're big fans of Tim Robinson and I Think You Should Leave, which is on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And our friend Steven told me about Detroiters, which is a show with Tim Robinson and Sam Richardson, I believe mm -hmm. his name is. Mm -hmm. And who appears in I Think You Should Leave, by the way. Right. And it's a show that Tim made with Tim, uh, with uh, Sam and they yeah. basically play like alternate versions of themselves where they are uh, ad agency guys that create commercials. And it's fucking hilarious. I watched the show, two seasons of the show in two days. Yeah. Um, yeah if that tells you anything. I'm almost done. I have like two episodes left. Dude, it's it's hilarious. It is so funny. I love it. It's just, it's cool to see his, because, I mean, it is, for all intents and purposes, just a series of bits strewn together with narrative. Yeah. But it's done so well. And, dude, I don't know. I just, I his brand of comedy, the, the cringe humor, he has a certain type. And I don't know how to describe it, but it just is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's what's good is that it's getting picked up by a lot of people and a lot of people are are noticing it and, and catching on to his style of comedy. Uh, I think You Should Leave is like one of the biggest shows on Netflix. Mm -hmm. You see people talking about it all the time. I was actually listening to a local radio station uh, morning show that you would know, Josh. And one of the guys on there is probably one of the funniest people I have ever heard speak. P or S? And P? S. S. Mm. And S was just like praising the show for being hilarious which he's an older guy i did not think that he would be into it but mm -hmm. that just goes to show you man that he's hilarious and honestly he's even done writing for like snl which snl fucking sucks but it does yeah I mean, which is why all this skits got declined yeah i mean he has a few <laughs> uh he has one with kevin hart which is really really Very funny. good yeah but yeah he's just he's so funny so if you haven't seen it it's on comedy central it's called detroiters Unfortunately, I think it was canceled. They never picked it up for a season three. But uh, well, I really I really hope like Netflix or somebody would pick it up because I think it would do yeah. very well. Yeah, um, I think so too. So, yeah, that's it for me for TV. Uh, well, I'm also watching Detroiters. Um, like I said, I watched both seasons in two days. Uh, that show is awesome. I've also been watching the new season of The Expanse. Nice. Um, that show is also awesome. I absolutely love The Expanse, mm -hmm. um, and it's funny because a lot of people are making comparisons between this last season of The Expanse and the last season of Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. And while the last season of Game of Thrones is very finite and they didn't have any material to work with, this Expanse is only ending because there is a time skip approaching in the novels. And mm -hmm. the showrunner is like, we're going to stop for a while and maybe in 10, 20 years we'll come back and align it with the time skip, which I think is really cool. It's like um, Twin Peaks, The Return. Yeah, um, but it has the opposite problem of the HBO's um, Game of Thrones as well because it's actually good. Um, so the last season is actually good. So We're going to actually talk about The Expanse a little bit more later. Uh, big we are. announcement. 
Yeah, one of the biggest that. announcements, actually, in my opinion. Just yeah. like, um, and then also, I finished the second season of The Witcher last night. Um, down that show went down really easy. The show is awesome. Um, what's his better name? than season one? Yes, because I like season one a lot. It's great. Yeah. Uh, stuff really picks up in this season. Um, and The Witcher to me has always been uh just Siri and Geralt really. And The Witcher Three Wild Hunt is like that a lot. And this season is very much uh Siri and Geralt. Um, and that's what I want it to be. And let's just say things are happening in the season and they're leading towards uh slick shit that happens in the game. Um, and it's no secret. I don't think what it is because I mentioned it several times in the first season. But let's just say they're coming and it ain't good, folks. And that's all I have to say. All right. And then moving on to our last segment uh, or section of the media consumption update, the games that we've been playing, which is the most important one, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Uh, games I've been playing, Josh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Uh, I'm in post game now, so, mm-hmm. you know, taking it a little more easy than before. Uh, I started playing Hades last night. Ooh. <laughs> that game slaps. <laughs> yeah. I uh, switch I've been waiting to pick it up. Yeah, I've been waiting to pick it up and play it. I've had it. Um, it's a lot of fun and I can see it. It's really hard. Yes. I can see it getting annoying and yes. like, probably me just stopping, but I'm having fun with it as I go. Yeah. So that was me. I had, I enjoyed it while it lasted. I'm bad at it. So I stopped. I like doing the runs to get the keys to unlock the weapons to, you know, I like, I like that progression. It's a roguelite. Um, but you know, you still progress a little bit, which I like. Right. Um, I've also been playing Near Replicant. I started that yesterday as well. I'm on vacation now for the rest of the year, so I've just been like trying games left and right. Um, it is a remake, if I am correct, of the original or a remaster of the original Near, and it's very weird. And there's a lot less technology in Near Automata. There's like guns and stuff, and in this, you have a book that shoots magic out of it. Hmm. Very like high fantasy. Um, it's it's like completely different than Automata. But complaints. I'm playing it on PS5. It's a PS4 game. I'm playing it on PS5 off of the extended storage. Load mm. times are fucking ass. Mm. It, it's it's truly ridiculous how much loading there is. And the beginning of the game is like, oh hey, I gotta go see what what's her name's doing. Go to the library. So you have to exit your house, which is a load screen. Then you're in the open world semi-open world you have to go to the library once you enter the library it's another loading screen you go talk to her and she's like oh you're looking for your sister she's at your house go back to your house you have to go back out of the library loading screen go back to the the wasteland go back to your house which is another loading screen it is just fetch quest loading screen so far does um will it if you transferred it to your internal drive, would it be be better? You think? Or I no? I think, and I, that's why I mentioned that I'm playing it on my external drive because mm-hmm. I do think that's important to note. I'm gonna try and switch it over if I have if I have some yeah. room on my on my hard drive. But hopefully it helps. Although if it's not optimized yeah. for it, I mean I'm sure it'll help innately a little bit. But if it's not optimized, I think there'll still probably be some time waiting times there. But yeah, and I'm hoping as the game opens up, there'll be less fetch quests like that where i'm like just going back and forth between loading screens basically but Mm -hmm. we'll see i'm I'm liking it so far the combat's really fun uh super people is a new battle Mm -hmm. royale game that you and i have been playing yep 
and it's on steam and it's free to play right now so if you're interested go check it out we're having fun with it yeah it's a PUBG, but not bad yeah and there and there's some there's some really cool other elements with it with uh, abilities and classes and stuff so yeah it's like PUBG and apex kind of yeah so yeah or overwatch i don't know yeah um I've been playing Apex, obviously, trying to grind out that battle pass. And last night, and recently, we've been playing a lot of Halo. Mm-hmm. And last night, we ranked baby. We're platinum, which is uh, actually kind of insane because I'm yeah. not really a big Halo fan. And Steven's not really a big FPS fan. But, but... we won every placement match. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're, may I say, we first of all, we were working hard for our money. Okay. We Second were. of all, we were fucking doing really well. We were. <laughs> We were sweating. We, we we were playing sweaty. Um, yeah, yeah. But we, I mean, I I literally couldn't believe we won eight games in a row last night, ranked games. Yeah. So, with only three actual people communicating and one random person on our team. Right. So, so we're done yeah. for the season, like you said. Yeah. Uh, we will not move any further because I guarantee you, now that we're placed, uh, it's going to be much more hard, much more difficult. Although it doesn't seem like Halo um, punishes you as much for yeah. l- losing when you're in Platinum. Although if we got to Diamond, then we'd have a problem. Yeah. Well, I'm just happy with where we are, and we can continue playing the game, just not ranked. Yep. So. All right, what are you playing? Um, everything that you're playing. Yep. Um, Pokemon, I'm taking my time with. I'm really, really enjoying it um, quite a bit. Uh, I never played an original quote-unquote Pokemon game in depth that much, um, so the and I'm, this I, is that yeah I know basically. and I'm just I'm I'm really enjoying my time with it. I'm slow playing it. Uh, I'm really leveling people. I'm exploring everywhere. I'm catching things and wasting my time in areas I probably don't need to be. Um, but I don't really care because I'm having fun and I just my goal is to beat it before Arceus comes out uh, in January, which is a few weeks. Um, and over the holiday, I'll have some time, so I will. I'll, I'll, I'll beat it soon. Nice. Um, and then everything else you, you mentioned, uh, and then God of War too, uh, from nice. 2018. Going back, I want to platinum it, uh, and also just want to refresh myself with the story and prepare for the game coming out uh, next year at some point. Is God of War our number one ranked game or two? Yes, number one. Um, number two is Persona Four Golden. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I'm doing that because I just did the same thing with um, Horizon, and um, they run so much better on PS5, it's not even funny. So, yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, with all that being said, I think we're done with our media consumption update. Then let's move on to not a first topic, but our first little segment here of the show, or second segment, the Abysmal Chronicles, which is where we talk about news stories that were just a little bit too abysmal to fit as a main topic on our podcast. Yes. So, Josh. Uh, This week, I have a couple of interesting stories for you. The first one is going to be the biggest gaming disappointments of 2021. Mm -hmm. This is a list that came from Kotaku. I'm going to run down the list, and if you have any that come to mind that aren't these, feel free to shout them out. Okay. So number one is Bobby Kotick still has a job, which is a great addition to this list. Bad. Uh, Battlefield 2042 botches its launch, which... Not only that, but it's also delayed its season one until like March, I saw, which is fucking crazy. The game is dead on arrival, my man. Yeah, hopefully they they fix that. Uh, 
The GTA trilogy is a buggy meme disaster, which pretty accurate. We've talked about that on the show already. Everybody remember the 2K head, whatever his name was, what he said about Cyberpunk. Yeah. So. Uh, no 4K Switch Pro was announced, which at this point I'm hoping it's not because I believe I'm going to get an OLED Switch for Christmas, and that would be a tough blow if uh, they announced that. I feel like they're not even doing a 4K Switch. I think they're moving on to the next console. It might be a Switch-like hybrid, but they might. I'm, who knows? I mean, the Switch might be done. They might be done. They might be moving on. I don't know. Yeah. At this point. They could make a home console with a streaming app on mobile devices that takes the mobile component. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and the next one on the list is NFTs are born immediately infecting gaming, which... Ponzi, Ponzi scheme, mess, bad, stupid. Yeah. We've already seen quite a few NFT uh, gaming projects come up and quite a few have been canceled already because of the backlash from fans. Yeah. So. And I actually, I read something really interesting. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but about NFTs and how, like, websites like Twitter and stuff like that are going to start doing DMCA stuff with it. And if you're an artist of something, how do you, you're, are you going to need uh, the non-fungible token to prove that you originally, it's a, it's a fucking dystopian. It's a blockchain, dude. It's a dystopian mess. So... Uh, the next one on the list is something I'm going to modify a little bit. So they, Kotaku has, Take-Two shuts down GTA fan projects, mm -hmm. which is always shitty when, you know, a fan project gets shut down by a big company. But I'm going to say even more than that, Take-Two, their whole uh, trademark thing that happened where they were, like, going after uh, It Takes Two, uh, anyone that had, oh, yeah. like, Take-Two in its name, what a disappointment that was, truly. Yeah. Um, and then Halo Infinite is very Spartan at launch, which what I don't understand. What I don't understand the joke they're trying to make there, but essentially it's bare bones. Uh, you know, no co-op in their multiplayer. Right. Or, I'm sorry, in their single player. Right. Uh, not many maps are in the multiplayer version of the game. And right. The battle pass was pretty poop. Right. Um, What's there is good, but a shell of what it could have been and what it should be, and hopefully what it will be. That's right. Now, I have a couple of my own I'm going to add in here. So, number one, we never got a Bloodborne remastered or sequel, which we are apparently getting from uh, Bluepoint. Mm -hmm. uh, no Silent Hill news, despite all of the rumors and uh, despite all of the teasing at the Game Awards. Right. No Metal Gear news, movie or game-wise. Remaster, yeah. none of it. The only Metal Gear news we got this year was the removal of Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 from digital storefronts because of licensing issues. So. A bad year overall. Quite a lot of disappointments. And honestly, um, we said this before, the Game Awards was great proof that this wasn't a huge year for gaming. Mm -hmm. um, not a lot of big hitters. Right. But we're, we're happy that our game won. That's right, because we're always right. That's right. The next story I have for you, Josh, or the next two stories are actually about cyberpunk. So let's jump into those. Um, the true game of the year. Cyberpunk 2077 gets a Metro thanks to modders. This comes from PC Gamer. Yeah. So if you were ever frustrated that Night City's end cart system didn't work, well, Cyberpunk 2077 modders have got you covered. The sprawling metropolis now has a working Metro system thanks to modders. It has 19 stations and a full integration into the game's UI and controls. Yeah. So this is really cool. They develop not only developed the actual assets for the Metro stations, but created a functioning metro in the game and they coded it and it's slick yeah. 
And it makes you think, man, why didn't the original game have things like this that they talked about before? And it's, it's wild. Yeah, I mean, you've played a lot more cyberpunk than I have, Josh. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but do they even have like a fast travel with the metro, like where you can like get on the train and it fast travels you to a different station? It doesn't involve the train. You can fast travel. Yeah, but it doesn't involve anything. Even Spider-Man has that where you can yeah. fast travel on the on the subway. No, you don't actually interact with Night City. So exactly, you just are in it. Right. Uh, well, the next one is very similar to that what you just mentioned cyberpunk designer responds to the lack of police chases in the game quote elden ring won't have them either when asked why the game doesn't feature police chases on a recent live stream instead opting for police to spawn behind you randomly which is fucking crazy the developer pushed back on the idea that all open world games have these encounters citing some examples quote I don't think that the Sonic or the Elden Ring open world game will have it. Yeah, but here's the thing. You promised that this game was going to have them. This is a feature that you, CD Projekt Red, discussed, highlighted, and promised. And Josh, it's not in the game. You're right, but Josh. And also Elden Ring. What what is examples? What does it have to do with those examples at all? Completely different game. Elden Ring doesn't take place in a freaking futuristic cyberpunk city. Sonic is Sonic. Every Grand Theft Auto game, Saints Row, True Crime. The list goes on of these games, Mafia that have the police that actually chase you. Makes no sense. Move on. The next story, a new report is claiming that Ubisoft is facing an exodus of developers. This comes from VGC. Uh, Low pay and creative frustration are allegedly causing developers to leave, Josh. According to the report, at least five of the top 25 credited people from the company's biggest 2021 game, Far Cry 6, are gone. Mm. VGC revealed in November that Dan Hay, an executive producer on the Far Cry franchise, was leaving the company. The Axios reports uh, continues that Ubisoft, Montreal's, and Toronto Studios are each down at least 60 total workers in the last six months. Wow. And I added here, Josh, this wasn't part of the original story, but three top Ubisoft execs left the company back in 2020 amid abuse allegations. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing this with Ubisoft. You're seeing it with Activision. Wages are a big part of it. Workplace culture overworking harassment harassment i mean it's yeah i you tell me this and i'm not surprised and um you know yeah fix it (laughs) if you want talent make make a make it enticing for talent to come i have a and i don't know if i've ever brought this up to you i actually have an insider i i know an employee at ubisoft Mm -hmm. um we talked twice on the phone about his work um, I won't say what position he has there, but he has worked on like Assassin's Creed and stuff. He might be a good. It might be a he might be a good person to try to get on the pod. Um, I'm going to reach out to him and I'm going to see if we can get him on, um, or even just like a quick little interview, not even a full pod. Like maybe I'll just call him up and ask him to answer some questions for us. But uh, I'm very curious to find out what's going on there. Um, I don't think their games have been as big as they used to be either. 
they're mm-hmm. slowing down on the release of their games you know like assassin's creed they're taking a lot more time in between um i don't even know if he still works there to be honest with you so i i, I really want to find out what's going on here because that's this is an insane story and i don't understand what could possibly be going on it's a huge studio huge yeah i so. agree christian says in the chat real quick before we move on uh number one is a safe work environment everything else is secondary yeah. I would have to agree with you. That's they owe it to you as an employer to offer you that. Yeah. Well, I think uh, we owe everyone a little something too, Josh. Uh, why don't you roll the motherfucking intro? upside down there it is ladies and gentlemen we were official co-streamers of the game awards if you haven't watched that stream go check out our uh our previous live stream so you can watch our reactions to that mm-hmm. but today's podcast is dedicated to the game awards wrap up where we're going to go over everything that happened and give our honest feedback That's throughout right. the show as a whole yeah so do you want to start with talking about the winners or the announcements <sighs> Because it's too very well. Okay, let's start here. Actually, why don't you give me your overall impression of the show first? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I want to go over this whole list of every. We don't. We don't have. We don't have to. I just want to go over a few that like were standouts. But yeah, as a whole, I think that this year's game awards were maybe a six or a seven out of ten. Okay. I didn't love it, and it's starting to turn into something that I'm not liking i so we talked about it already off camera um and the way i phrased it pitched it to you rather is i said this is this is the breaking point year this is where jeff and those involved need to make a decision um because while i like you know the big announcements and the reveals and i like the awards it's very clear to me that this is an advertising show. Lots of money 100%. is changing hands, which it was before, and we knew it. But I think it towed the line a little bit in the past, whereas it still gave a lot of spotlight to the awards and the games, and also just had some really awesome announcements mixed in. This year, the awards were put on the back burner a lot, I think. And there's a lot that they relegated to Jeff just standing there and reading you know who the winner was they didn't even talk which, about the games which is not very nice or fair for those developers no not at all especially ones that travel the world to go there yeah um and there was 
more spotlight given to the announcements and the reveals and stuff like that, which is okay to have them mixed in, but I think it's a fine line. And I've always been of the mind of like, I know you need to keep the lights on. Like I know somebody needs to pay for the show, but I think you were getting into dangerous territory. Uh, whereas we're transitioning from celebrating to the, the industry and we're transitioning to advertising for the industry. Chilling. Um, yeah. And you can have it both ways, I think, but you can't have it. You can't present it both ways and do what you did this year. Yeah. So I think you need to be careful um, because you're going to lose goodwill with gamers. Uh, the Game Awards is not the Oscars. We're not. Fuck all of those shows. Do your own thing and celebrate the industry. But be careful. Yeah, I mean, there's so I have three points I want to bring up. Number one was there was no like, to my knowledge, anything that was like it's available now or if you're watching, right? Twitch will give you a drop. Like that was all gone this year, which is weird because I feel like that was such a huge thing with them. Always is like it's available now or and gaming's you know, a watching, unique thing with that too. Yeah, games exactly. It's a unique thing with games where you can actually do that kind of stuff. Right. Um, there was none of that this year. Number two, this kind of goes to our previous point, but I just feel like it's uh, an advertising fest for Hollywood. And I feel like Jeff allows Hollywood projects to shill all over the show simply to make the credibility of the Game Awards bigger. And I right. don't think you need to do that. I'm tired of seeing Vin Diesel. I'm tired of seeing the Fast and the Furious. I'm tired of seeing fucking arc with vin diesel and a fucking show with arc and I, and honestly dude i love keanu reeves but he was advertised that he was going to be there and he wasn't right. even fucking there um and the whole thing was just him shilling the matrix and the game right. that we already knew about right so that not, not even game just a tech an experience right and the yeah. biggest thing josh the thing that really upset me and i know it really upset you too is the absolute pile of dog shit we received after streaming the event oh my god in terms of copyright strikes how are you gonna create a program where and i listen i love it official co i love it. See it i love the support i love that you put all the names on the website i know i love that you make us feel like we're special by giving us stuff like this and then giving us emails with packages and assets and, and all that that's fantastic jeff I love that you do that. It makes us feel so much bigger than we are, right? However, the buck stops there. You don't help any other way after that. We get copyright strikes. The whole show, you're shilling this new thing that like League of Legends developers created with music that's copyright free, mm -hmm. obviously showing that it's a problem in the industry. And you go and, and don't clear all of these copyright things for your stream for the co-streamers. So our video is blocked in South Korea right. because of fucking... Not, not just unmonetized, which we don't care about. Blocked. Unviewable. Blocked because of the Matrix. And then it gets completely blocked because of that Korean Pokemon game. What the fuck? How are you allowing that? And then we reach out and there's like threads on Twitter of people that are upset about this. And you're silent because you're done. The show's done for another year. You tuck it all away and you're done. But we don't pay for advertising, so it doesn't matter, right? But you do it because it's a cool thing that's unique to gaming as an industry. So if you were going to do that and you have this co-streamer program that you do, 
right? Which you've done for several years now. No, not everything should be cleared from YouTube and Twitch for the copyright stuff. It should all music, video. Be, it should all be cleared because that's what you're advertising. But you didn't, and then people's videos get blocked. So we have to cut shit out of it, which takes time away from us, which means we're not getting those clicks immediately, which people are looking for. And right? if you're not going to do that, be upfront and say, this is purely for streaming. If you're going to make video content afterwards, it's going to get copyright claimed. Right. Be upfront. And then he's silent about it, even though there was hundreds and thousands of people tweeting at him, DMing him, posting all over social media. You're silent. So that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. So... All right. Well, that's that's my overall thoughts on the game awards. Yeah, uh, I, I have one. I have one more thought. Yeah, real quick before we move on to the structure of it. I feel like the show was so front loaded, right? And you kept teasing something big for the end, and then there was nothing, and it just ended. It just petered out. Uh, I don't understand why you structured the show that way, because for the first ninety minutes, it was pretty exciting, and then. For the last 90 minutes, which also the show's too fucking long, dude. Yeah. It's way too long. Cut it in half. Um, by the end of it, it's like, I don't know. So I think what I would like to see it be is give all of the awards their due diligence, right? And the spotlight. Sprinkle in a few big announcements. Okay. And that's it. Be done in 90 minutes. If you're going to have an ad break that takes five minutes or so, or however long those ads were, put all your ads there. Yeah, I don't need ads in the actual show. I don't need Schick Hydrobot coming out. I don't need, I don't need that shit. Yeah, you know. So, anyway, make you, that money, Jeff. You were saying? I was gonna say let's just move on. Um, yeah, talk about some of the awards here. So, okay. I mean, some of that stand out to me. Best audio design going to Forza is absolutely trash. Ridiculous. Um, Returnal for Impact made sense. Returnal winning was. Returnal should have won Best Audio Design. Oh, yeah. But they did win Best Action. Yeah, which, which was is good. surprising and good. Mm -hmm. uh, best Art Direction, no way. Deathloop. No. Wrong. Deathloop won way too many awards that I didn't think it was going to win. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Best Family Game was It Takes Two, which was surprising. And Best Multiplayer Game was It Takes Two, as well as Game of the Year. So, yeah, um, they cleaned up. Yeah, I'm really... I'm just so... Out of all of the awards... Right, I'm just so happy that he won. Yeah, it's the prophecy is complete. Look at where he was a few years ago. Look at where he is now. Uh, I mean, and the game is great, and he is. I mean, how can you just not root for him, for Joseph? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that he won and well deserved. I agree, and I can't wait to see what he's what he's working on next. Yeah. Um. Some other ones that were pretty big, best performance going to Maggie Robertson from Resident Evil Village. That was yeah, huge. Yeah, that was cool. And she was presented by uh, Laura Bailey and uh, Ashley Johnson. Right, yeah. Which was fucking awesome. Um, what else was pretty big? Best narrative, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. That was yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, that was, that was great. That was cool. Yeah. Um, best music. Uh, we were a little surprised that it went to Near Replicant, but dude... I said it on the stream. Near Automata had a fantastic soundtrack, dude. Near Replicant, on another level. Really cool. Yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. And it's like there's like singing, but it's not in English or probably in a real language at all. Mm -hmm. And it's just so like good. I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah. 
Um, finally, most anticipated game. I think this is the last one we should probably talk about. Everything else is pretty obvious. Um, mm-hmm. Most anticipated game going to Elden Ring. To me, it's not the most anticipated because it's coming so soon. Right. I think God of War, uh, to me, is my most anticipated game. I don't mm-hmm. know about you, but... Oh. Come on now. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree. Not that I'm not excited for Elden Ring. Oh, same. Same. Yeah. All right, so why don't we hop into then just some of the announcements. Let's do it. Um, which there were some pretty big ones. I, this is not in any particular order. I'm just going to start at the top of this list and go through some stuff here. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Surprising. Which is so funny because I literally watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre two days, again, two days before um, the show. And it's being developed by the people that did the Friday the 13th game, which was good for what it was. But unfortunately, they got, yes. But unfortunately, they got so cucked with that right stuff. The licensing, yeah. Yeah, which I'm excited that they get to do what they wanted to again. So I'm actually really excited for that game. Um, if you don't know much about the Final Fantasy, or not the Final Fantasy, the Friday, thir- the, Friday the 13th game, um, I recommend uh, watching um, Matt matt mcmuscles the what happened series on youtube he goes uh he does a little documentary about that um and there are some just other documentaries on youtube um that are good i believe um no clip did one too uh, so i'm very unfamiliar with the, the texas chainsaw massacre franchise josh but i do know that there's a lot of looks for leatherface which would be cool skins mm-hmm. and i know that there is a sequel of the original that is very wacky and weird yeah completely and has different a lot yeah, and it has a lot of like really quirky characters that they yeah. can make playable, I would assume, in this. Yeah. So Yeah. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise is a little bit of a storied history. Um and if you've never seen it, watch it. It's not a complete gore fest like it gets the rap of. It is a beautiful piece of art, uh, in my opinion, and really, really cool. Uh, and if you've never seen it, please do, because it is one of the best horror movies ever made. So, excited for that game. Um, I'm assuming it'll probably be 1v4, like the Friday the 13th game was, or something like that, but who knows? We'll see. Um, Homeworld 3, I don't even remember what that was. Same. Um, Telltale's The Expanse. Was I have an- some news about this. Another one that I'm really excited for. First of all, Telltale's back. That's Sec- what I was going to talk about, yes. Second of all, it's The Expanse. I love The Expanse, and it's in a Telltale game, and the fact, dude, the main character, absolutely, give it to me. So Telltale actually went on Twitter today or yesterday and basically said like, hey, everyone, like we announced back in 2019, we're back, which I don't remember them announcing that. Um, they're still working on The Wolf Among Us too, And right. they are working with another studio to help make The Expanse. Mm-hmm. Um, and people in the, in the comments were saying like, you know, how do we know that the same thing is not going to happen again with you? Like, you know basically like are you sure you guys are good and they were like we're gonna have more to tell like soon mm-hmm. so well their biggest thing come. is that they went bankrupt yeah yep. right they, they ran out of money um, but you have to remember it no one told anyone like the the top the people at the top didn't tell anyone at the bottom and people right. just were fucked right i do so remember that yep. the culture is really another aspect of it that was you know right unfortunate yeah um i'll be interested to hear more about what's going on behind the scenes there but i really hope that the expanse game comes to fruition and i hope it's good um i also hope that the wolf among us 2 comes out because that's one of the few later telltale games that are really excellent um 
because eventually they just kind of they created a genre and then they just wore it out <laughs> oh so and they're using a new engine unreal oh finally yeah that was uh the biggest piece of news yeah good um yeah. moving on chivalry 2 cool uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, which is a big Monster Hunter Rise expansion. We haven't really played Monster Hunter Rise. Um, have a nice death. What was this one? I don't remember. That was the indie game with oh, where you play as the death. Little death. Yeah. Oh, that looks badass. That looks slick. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, that'll be good. Uh, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax for PS4, Steam, and Switch. Josh, did you know? I forgot this was a thing. Did you know that Persona 4 Arena is the sequel to Persona 4? Narratively? No. It is. And then Persona 4 Arena Ultimax is the sequel to Arena. Um, and it includes the story for both Persona 4 Arena and Ultimax. You can get both. Let's go. So I didn't know if you knew that, but I forgot. I didn't. And then I and saw I, it today. I want to replay Golden so bad. I really... I, I. That's such a dangerous slope for me because that's a game where... I mean... I'm going to morph to my seat if I play that. Um, anyway, Christian says Have a Nice Death was their favorite reveal. Uh, Christian, yeah. of course, of Save Before Quitting fame, viral now on TikTok. Viral. So, um, yeah, so that's that game cool. Looks good. Wonder Woman came out of nowhere. Um, I hope it's good. Um, I swear I, I'm not a misogynist, but I am not excited for that game at all. Um, I forget who is developing that, but it was kind of big. Um, Avalanche. After, Oh right, I don't know. I just I just said that. I don't know if that's true. Okay, well it's kind of a big studio, but um, the thing is, um, I don't like Wonder Woman because Gal Gadot is a terrible actress, and those movies uh, suck. So um, I know it has nothing to do with it, but anyway, not Avalanche. <laughs> Who is it? Who is it? Uh, Monolith. Oh, that's right. Um, wait, Monolith did. Um, the, uh, what's it called games? The Lord of the Rings games, right? Yes. Middle Earth. Um, okay. All right. So no, never mind. Maybe I am excited for it then. Not and excited. Fear. The fear series as well. Yeah. Not excited, but th their nemesis system is really cool. Um, so I don't know. I'm not excited for it, but Monolith is a good studio. So I'll give them the benefit cool. of the doubt. Christian said if they got the voice actors from Justice League, he would skeet. I would too. Yes. That's awesome. Um, I'm going to skip these two because they're the biggest ones. We'll come back in a second. All right. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake for PC. Destiny 2 The Witch Queen. Wait, wait, wait. Final Fantasy VII Remake for PC launched, by the way, on Epic. And it was priced at like $80, $70 and was broken. And it was like the debug version of the game. It wasn't even the final build. It was a mess. Good. Um, Slitterhead. Slitterhead is a game that you are seriously down on for some reason. And I am so hyped for I'm not not down on it. You seemed like you are every time we talk about it. It's a third person horror game made by. You want you know why I'm down on it? Silent Hill. Why? Because of what you just said. Yeah. Because there's so much teasing around Silent Hill about it. Don't do that to me. Yeah. Don't fucking do it to me, Jeff. I don't like it. That's why I'm not. I'm down on it. Well, I'm I'm game. And yeah, it also sounds like a slur. So. It does makes cool. makes me uncomfortable to say. Yeah. Um. Maybe a slid ahead would be better. little soft day all no. right uh nightingale don't even remember what that was beat saber okay fucking skip all this cuphead the delicious i don't remember beat saber lady gaga neither do i uh cuphead the delicious last course that looks good yeah i'm quite excited for that actually three player co-op 
now um, brand new dlc island yes here's something i am interested in your input on is Please. sonic frontiers you're a big sonic guy dude we didn't see anything <laughs> no just the fact that it's gonna be open world like breath of the wild sonic what do you what are your thoughts on that the world's got to be big because you can run really fast that's my take <laughs> well that's the that's the in-depth hard-hitting <laughs> hard-hitting uh input that you come the here world for better be big because you run real fast yeah um okay warhammer space marine 2 i don't that care. was a big one actually and i did not care same dune spice wars uh dune is cool um rts's are okay we'll see i just feel like that was such an easy one to like throw together yeah, we'll we'll see. Among Us VR, who cares? Star Trek Resurgence. Wasn't there something cool about that? I don't I'm fucking. Looking, I'm looking it up. You don't need to really look it up. I don't really care that much. Uh, uh, what's his name's in it, dude? Spock. All right. Uh, Rumbleverse. Don't even remember what that was. Rumbleverse is the wrestling uh, battle royale that looks like shite. Oh, Resurgence is made by more people from Telltale. That's what it was. That's what I was remembering. Cool. Uh, Halo, the TV series. Um, we'll see. That show has been in development hell for a very long time, since the beginning of the Xbox One generation. Uh, it was originally Showtime, developed and written and produced by um, Steven Spielberg. Now is Pe Pe Paramount Plus or Peacock or something like that. Um, it looks, I mean, it looks kind of cool, but... Uh, I don't have anything else really to go on it. Uh, Arc Raiders. Don't remember. All right, let's get to the big two. First of all, Star Wars Eclipse. High Republic era. This was rumored for a very long time. Developed by Quantic Dream of, you know, Heavy Rain and Detroit fame. But it is supposedly not in the usual Quantic Dream style. Right, so it will be a deep choices, but not um narrative gameplay i don't know how to explain their gameplay yeah. narrative gameplay is not good. not an on rails narrative not even on rails but whatever narrative gameplay um the most part it supposed is. to be supposed to be some sort of action shooter um from what it sounds like uh i'm excited by this uh people are mad about being made by quantic dream of course because david cage is an asshole um we've known this for a long time um they had a tumultuous relationship with sony as well um and we know david cage um, I don't know if he was ever accused of anything, or I think he's just hard to work with. There might have been sexual allegations there. I don't know. Um, nothing new for the gaming space, and I'm not mad that Quantic Dream is making it. Um, I think David Cage is a really good storyteller. Um, I don't know so much about what the issue there is. I've never really got deep it into was... it. A lot of people's issues with him is he's like too on the nose with stuff, and he thinks he's being like... They think he's people think that he thinks he's being deep when he's not like in Detroit. He was very obviously comparing the lives of the androids to like, you know, the African-American community of sure. the past. And there's like a scene where all the robots have to like sit in the back of the bus. And like people were like, oh, my God, like that is so fucking ridiculous. And like, yeah, but like it's an interesting concept, I guess. So. Yeah. Chris says, uh, Quantic Dream d don't do gameplay as a big quote that kept getting commented. And that's true. But they are great, a great storytelling studio. And they've been around for a long time. And that doesn't mean that they can't do something different. 
Yeah. Um, and the games look phenomenal. Yeah. And the way that this trailer, and I know it's just a CG trailer and I'll keep my expectations in check, but the stories that can be told in the types of ways that they present narratives excite me as a Star Wars fan because the High Republic era is awesome. The novels have been fantastic and the comics are fantastic. And this is basically Knights of the Old Republic right? But not Knights of the Old Republic as far as potential goes with Jedi and Sith. And that is what excites me. Josh, I'm going to even argue, I don't, I wouldn't even care if it was in the traditional Quantic Dream style gameplay. I like those games. And if it was a fucking Telltale game, which is basically the same thing, but with worse graphics, people would eat it up if it was a Telltale game. But the yeah. fact that it's a quantic dream game and they played fucking detroit and heavy rain and didn't like it because they didn't get to fucking run around and shoot people yeah that's bullshit i don't I need, wouldn't mind i don't i don't need every game to be a shooter like i don't need i don't need i actually almost would prefer if it wasn't like a third person action shooter i don't fucking want that give me a narrative game dude give me a, are you kidding me think about how they do their stories how much your choices actually impact stuff yeah. Why the hell wouldn't I want a Star Wars game in that? I'm looking at Christian's chat now. He said, I, I also wouldn't be mad about a Detroit-style Star Wars game. Mm -hmm. We don't need every game to be action-adventure, which is basically exactly. what we just said. That's exactly what we're saying. So I agree 100%. Yeah. So I'm excited for that game. I'm sorry if I'm being like ignorant as far as what goes on with Quantic Dream. I don't really know what people's issues with them are, other than I heard David Cage is annoying to work with, but and I mean, hopefully it's not abusive or anything, but I mean, as far as storytellers go, I don't, I don't think there really gets much better than him. Yeah. So I, that's... I would have to agree with you. Um, and then the big one, dude, the one that set me off. Alan Wake two. What a trailer that was. First of all, teaser over 10 years in the making. Yeah. We have wanted this game for such a long time. Yeah. Um, and you just, you, both of us just played Alan Wake uh, 1, uh, the original. The Yeah, the remaster. Yeah. And what really excites me is what they said about the game, is that it's going to be survival horror and not action. Yeah, like, dude. Like every other Remedy game. They're going full, full on horror. Which is so good, because you think about how the first game ends, and you're like, yeah, where... Where does the action continue in that? And it really doesn't because my hope is that this game mostly will not take place in reality, quote unquote, and take place in the sunken place in his head or whatever he's dealing with. And that excites the shit out of me. There's so much potential for fucked up shit. There's so much potential for scary moments, yeah. dark themes and atmosphere. I mean, in the DLC of Alan Wake, remastered you actually experience the world shifting and like doing really cool and creative things that can't happen in the reality world of alan mm -hmm. wake and mm -hmm. i'm assuming we're going to get even more of that just with scares you know yeah and i mean nobody tells stories better than sam lake nobody does gameplay better than remedy uh, if you're not excited about this game i think you really should be um it's i, I look at quantum break and how much I enjoyed that game. And then I look at Control. And look at how much better Control is than anything Remedy's done before. All right? And I love all of Remedy's games. But Control is so good, gameplay-wise. I'm 
say before quitting just hosted us. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. I thought you were having a stroke. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, also, didn't didn't change the alerts, but that's okay. Um, thank you, Christian, and say before quitting. Um, what was I saying? Control is so good. It controls control controls well. Controls well, and it tells its story really well. And what they set up, I know you haven't played it yet, but you should soon. What they the are universe, right? What, the remedy verse they are creating. There's so much potential for this game specifically too that you got to plug yourselves in. We're speaking Alan Wake too. If you're just joining us, um, yeah, I just I think that it has the potential to do really cool shit. And you know what it reminds me of? And you, this is a deep cut, dude. That teaser we got reminded me of two things. One was PT silent Hill, Mm -hmm. the silent Hills trailer where you see Norman Reedus walking down the street. Right. But dude, it reminded me of condemned. Wow. Bloodshot criminal origins. Condemned too. Just like the, the there's moments in condemned where it's so dark and so gritty and like there'll be a mannequin and then you'll turn around and the mannequin will be moved. Like I feel like we're gonna get shit like that in this game and I just yeah. can't wait, dude. Yeah. I can't wait. This I don't know how to articulate my thoughts better than other than I think that is not only gonna be one of the best narrative video games of all time, I, I think it has the potential to be one of the most terrifying experiences too. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I just I, I just think about how good sam lake is at everything and then the director for this game too right sam lake's not directing it he's the creative director for remedy he's writing it but the director of this game has been there for a long time and is a survival horror fanatic let's go so i think there's some real intention there behind bringing him on board to direct this game too um i'm fucking ready for it yeah that was definitely the highlight of of my night that night yeah once we saw that, I was like, damn, I feel like this is probably one of the biggest things we're going to get tonight. And you're right. It was. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to, to round it out too, Remedy put out like a little five minute video um, of like a little mini documentary leading up to how they planned the announcement. Um, really? And, yeah. And you should watch it. And Sam Lake at the end uh, is like almost in tears. And he's like, I'm, I'm really excited for people to see the story and to play this game. We're going to go get back to work. So we won't hear from them from a few years, but uh, I'm excited regardless. Yeah. And there's also one more thing I want to touch on with Alan Wake 2, Josh, and mm-hmm. it is the teasers that were in Alan Wake 1 mm-hmm. or remastered. We never talked about this because uh, I think we were waiting for both of us to finish it. We never actually like regrouped to talk about it. But for those of you that don't know, Alan Wake remastered came out and they added randomly throughout the world QR codes that you could scan on your phone and it would take you to a private YouTube link mm-hmm. that would have a video teasing Alan Wake 2, basically. Right. Um, and it was fucking awesome. It was so cool. Yes. So I'm ready to put that out there. If they ready. do more of that kind of shit, like ARG leading up to the release of this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they will. Um, and also, I guess just a mini self plug before we move on. We still have an Alan Wake video uh cooking in the oven and the back burner so we didn't forget about that and uh i forgot about that well i didn't uh it exists the script is started for it uh so expect that sometime in the future oh my god it's gonna be so different now considering all the news that's broke i know i'm glad we waited actually yeah so awesome all right and we have a video of our reaction that you can include yes in the video oh man yeah all right well 
Moving we're gonna, on, we're gonna win an Oscar for it. Are we? Yep. All right. <laughs> Moving on uh, away from the Game Awards, we have one more topic before we get to indie intel. It's gonna be a quick one. I just want to talk about this because it's pretty serious uh, and has some implications for the future. Mm-hmm. Tencent is acquiring Back for Blood developer Turtle Rock Studios. Right. This comes from The Verge. Uh, the news broke a couple days ago, so this is a little bit of an old story, but I, I thought it was important for this podcast specifically based on other conversations we've had about China and censorship. Mm-hmm. So the story goes, Turtle Rock will be uh, retaining its independent operations in California, and the current leadership team will still run the studio. Um, but obviously Tencent owns them now. So right. if you don't know, Chinese corporation Tencent is behind some of the biggest games on the planet right now. It actually owns the studio behind League of Legends, the developer of Call of Duty Mobile, Honor of Kings, and Pokemon Unite. And they also have a 40% stake in Epic Games, the developer of Fortnite and Unreal Engine. Right. Uh, The company has also made significant investments just this year alone, including acquiring British game studio Sumo, Hmm. buying a majority stake in Don't Starve developer Clay Entertainment, and taking minority stakes in ukulele creator Playtonic, DayZ developer Bohemia Interactive, Life is Strange maker Don't Nod, and Alan Wake and Control developer Remedy Entertainment, who we just spoke about. Right. They also contributed $150 million to the website Reddit back in 2019, which raised censorship concerns for the site. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Well, that's where my issue comes from, is (sighs) Tencent is a company, right, that clearly is buying a lot of game studios not just in china but in the west as well they own a lot and here's why it's an issue and this has uh, let me preface by saying this has nothing to do with chinese people like this is not a me getting on my high horse and saying that it's the chinese people to blame because it's not my issue with this comes from the fact that tencent has direct ties and is funded by and has money poured into it by the chinese communist party which runs china Why is that a problem? Well, A, Chinese Communist Party oppresses its people, right? Freedom of speech is basically non-existent, okay? And they also have so much censorship crap going on over there, it's not even funny. They restrict video game, not just playing, but what goes into video games. Look at Red Candle Studios or Red whatever, Red Candle Games with their game detention. They had to take out, or not detention, yeah, detention, right? No, it was their other game, um... Um, Red, uh, hold on. Fucking played it. Um, uh, Devotion. Devotion, where they had to take something out of it because it demeaned the the Chinese and communist. It was leader. simple as just text that said Winnie the Pooh, which yeah. is something that the Chinese, the leader of China, does not like. So. Right, uh, because it was a meme. So that's my issue with um, this: um, is the censorship implications and the fact that it has direct ties to a communist government that oppresses its people so they're that, also that's just my issue becoming yeah i agree with you and they're also just becoming a huge monopoly a disney-esque corporation yeah. that is just taking over everything and right. buying everything they can right so that's where my issues stem from with this i don't have a ton more to say on it other than uh, we're gonna gonna have to pay attention and be careful with with this shit and I hope it doesn't impact these games and the content that goes into it and any censorship stuff, but we'll we'll see. 
Yeah, I mean, anytime a video game or a movie or a, a TV show has to be censored because of political reasons, it always sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we can go on the internet and watch triple X rated material all the time. So we live in a world where, you know, you can go on Netflix and watch a show that has a full frontal nudity scene. Uh, but then you have games that can't have the word Winnie the Pooh in it or, you know, something as ridiculous as as that. Mentioning history like the Tiananmen Square Massacre. Right. Uh, you can't talk about any of that because of the Chinese Communist Party. Right. So it, it you're right. And it is it's scary. And this is something that, like you said, we need to be very cautious of. We need to pay close attention to. Um, I mean, these are big, big, big companies and big games that I mentioned here. We're talking Alan Wake Control, mm-hmm. uh, Daisy, uh, Ukulele, Don't Starve. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Life is Strange. These are huge. Epic Games, Fortnite. I mean, right. this is a big deal. And now they have Pokemon Unite. So mm-hmm. we have to be careful. We have to be cautious and we have to pay attention. Yeah. Um, you know, this can't stand. We can't let this kind of shit happen. No. So far, Tencent's been pretty, pretty good. But like I said, there in 2019, there were concerns that Reddit was basically taking money from them in order to uh, censor their site of Chinese mm-hmm. stuff. So um, just be careful. Yeah, careful and keep your eyes open, and um, that's that's all I have to say about it. Yeah. So. All right, well, then let's move on to our final topic of the day. We're actually going to be playing a video game uh, for our topic, Indie Intel, where we that's go right. and we pick up an indie game, and we suck it off and show it off and uh, show it some love. So why don't we get started, Josh? Yeah, so why don't you just... I, I have the game up behind us. It's running. We'll switch over in a second and play it, but why don't you just go through how you came across this and what we're looking at, or would you rather me play it first, then we'll talk about it afterwards? Um, I'll talk about that, but I have a question. How am I going to watch you playing it? Oh. That's a problem. Uh, can't believe we didn't think about this before. Let's go to Discord. Yeah, And I'll fine. stream it to you. Okay, well, then while we set that up, yeah, um, I'm going to load my Discord up. Yeah, talk to So basically... It. I mentioned at the top of the podcast that I found Veinless Property, which is the name of this game, on TikTok. Found a couple people playing it, and its unique visual style kind of stood out to me immediately. Uh, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever seen in a video game, to be honest with you. Uh, they describe it as a cel-shaded horror game based on a home invasion in the style of Junji Ito, which we are huge fans of Junji Ito, if you do not know. Yep. So um, that was a pretty big deal to us. Josh, I am calling you now. Um, I put it in our haptic channel. Okay. Here I come. So yeah, hopefully uh, this works and you guys can also, get ple- the full experience. Put yourself in Discord too, if you could for me. Yes, you Thank did. You. All right. Uh, so <clears throat> you won't know if you can hear this or not until I start this, but let's switch over here. And, and basically, uh, this is like a 10 minute game. I just want to get Josh's reaction to it. I played it already. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's do it. Um, I'm going to be looking off this way. So I apologize for people watching, but that's I have the game on my other screen over here. So my parents are fine. Fr- Can you hear these footsteps? Yes. Okay, good. It says my parents. First of all, are you kidding me with this? Uh, my parents are finally gone for this weekend and it's getting pretty late. I should probably go to bed, but I have to turn off the lights first. Whoa. Can you crouch? No. But already you can see this unique visual style, right? Yeah, this is... 
pretty cool. All right, so lights. You wow. should leave the bedroom light on. Probably. Is this my bedroom? No, you're downstairs. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you want to turn all the lights off so you can go to bed. And you okay. can already see how this is posing a problem with how dark it is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Dude, this looks fucking slick. It's a really cool visual graphical style. Uh, all right, let's find my bedroom. Lights are off, dude. I would just leave. That's my bedroom, I guess. It's over here. Little sink. What's that? Is that a key? Turn the light on. Oh. King toilets. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, hallway light. Oh. Also, when you go in your bedroom, check out the poster on the wall. To your right. Yo. Perfect blue. Perfect blue. Nah. Bedtime. Is it coming from my... First of all, that's slick. Where? I want a weapon. Where is that coming from downstairs? I believe it is, yes. Dude, it's so fucking dark. That's bad. Well, okay. Bedtime. That was really bad. It looks like the fucking tall man, dude. What happened to my bedroom? Yeah, who turned the lights out in here? Alright. Can I go to bed now? First of all, that's slick. Oh my god! Wait, why are my controls inverted now? Oh! Why are my controls inverted? There we go. I don't like this one, but I need something to defend myself. That's what I'm saying! There's nothing in here. I think there's different endings, too. I, I don't know 100%, though. Uh, Is that Junji Ito on the desk? It does look like him. I think it's him. Also, what's over here? Neon. Cowboy. Blade, Blade Walker. Totoro. Totoro. It's hard to kind of read. Anyway. um, Also, I see the chat going, Brett. Am I missing anything? Um, I don't know. I'm too busy watching you. I need a... I just got jump scared. Oh my god. The window's broken. Alright. Where where do I get a weapon? Where was the kitchen? To your left, I think. Oh! Go turn the light on, dude. You're good. No, dude. No way. Yeah, somebody's been in the fridge, dude. Is there anything in there no. that you could use? No. There you oh, go. There we go. Knife. 
So this is where that thing was. Oh, you can actually use it. That's cool. See, I didn't have the. I didn't do this when I played. You didn't do this. I didn't have a knife that I could swing. All right, where's it at? Where you at? Do you hear that? Where'd the Where'd the front door go? It's right there. Huh. Okay. I just oh. heard something. Yeah, me too. That bathroom door was open. Don't even bother with the knife. Let me stay here. And we can become one. I don't. That's it? That's it. <laughs> really cool concept. So this was a game jam game, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. So I think there are different endings. Okay. Because um, obviously there's a point for the knife of right. some sort. But yeah, it's a game jam game. They actually made three games. Uh, you could download all three games for free. Um, <clears throat> each one was made by a different creator. Right. But uh, this was the one that I found, and it looks it was really cool. So yeah. I just wanted to share it with you guys. The art style is very cool. Um, we will be yeah. sure to put the links in the description um, of the VOD so you can check it out um, and download it yourselves. Yeah, try see if you can get a different ending. Uh, figure out what that knife is for really yeah i'll mess around with this more but for uh all intents and purposes you saw what you what we wanted to so that's right so shout out to veinless property by tenkayo uh we'll put it in the description as josh said all right brett well that's it that's it man that's the last half to cast of uh this year that you're gonna get that's right 2021 it's all over. Sure we will. I'm sure we'll put you know clips on TikTok and stuff and go viral, just like uh, Save Before Quitting did. But only time will tell. We'll see. Only but. time will tell. All right, Brett. Well, shout out to them for uh, hosting us on their Twitch channel, by the way. Yes. Um, you want to say anything else before we wrap up here? Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for an awesome year. Um, this year was big for us. I think this was the first year where we we've been doing this for one whole year now, right? Back. I don't know. Well, listen, it's been a big year, a lot of developments, a lot of uh, upgrades, a lot of changes. Thank you for sticking around with us and, you know, seeing it through. We appreciate you. We appreciate you for watching. Um, if you want to check out some merch that we got, um, it's on our description underneath our video. You can check that out. You can get this beanie. You can get the hat that Josh is wearing. Uh, you can't get this exact design anymore, this colorway, but there is a version of this uh, on our on our shop. So you can check that out. Uh, and all the money that you uh, guys throw our way for this kind of shit goes towards uh, unclaimed baggage and other things for our channel. So That's right. It. Anything else? What about you? Anything? I'm thankful for you, Josh, this year. You're thankful for me. Yep. Thanks. Ditto. Your birthday's coming up. It uh, is, I think. Old yeah. man. Yeah. But, uh. All right, I don't well, know, man. Make sure you like, you comment, you subscribe, you you share, you do all that that Brett said, and Christian said his phone's overheating, and uh, well, <laughs> I think he's he's showing he's showing off that his phone's overheating from all the replies he's been getting on TikTok. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, 
that's it, folks. So we'll see you Thank next you. time. Yes, thanks. Bye-bye. I have to pee really bad. I want you to know that. Okay. I pee really bad, like, right now. Like, oh. right this second. I, I can't. I can't. I'm freaking... I'm strapped to my chair right here. Strapped in with bungee cords? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll go take a pee in the garage. That's disgusting. Yeah, it is. Are we, are we doing the bit right now? And I didn't know. You are so bad. <laughs> what if I said something bad? Yeah. Oh, God. You have to give me... It's all ruined, dude. Forget it. I'm you, going, you I'm going, I'm going me... to take a piss. Goodbye.